Hey, welcome to another Get Geekish podcast. I'm Bino, that's Derek, and thank you very much for joining us as you do every week, I hope. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, subscribe buttons down below. Uh, <laughs> one of the things we uh, get geekish about, of course, is music. Uh, we've talked about music in the past, and we're going to talk about music again today. Uh, how, how music has changed a little bit. Uh, you know, one-hit wonders used to be a thing. We actually have a podcast about one-hit wonders. You go search those in the archives. But... Today, it seems like it's a lot easier for an artist or an act to become a huge deal or a household name, but without ever actually having a legitimate hit. It's like the the birth of the no-hit wonder was the term we came up with, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that, and I think that works. I mean, and it's, and it's look, not to knock them. This is not a podcast. No. The kids' music today sucks. Why can't it be like it was before? Because there's some great songs that come about now and again. It's just it's very different how things get popular now. Well, it. it you know, go back to the days of pressing the singles on a wax vinyl, you know, the B-sides and the A-sides. You got the little LPs and Tiny. You were lucky if the band sold a little bit of those, right? Mm -hmm. That's what bands tried to do. That's why we had, I think, so many one-hit wonders from the 70s, the 80s, the 60s, and even the 90s. Um, not to knock the 2000s, because they had their fair share of one-hit wonders, too. But you look back at how they were distributed to the masses, it was radio, right? Which you, we know you, you now You had is... to get played on commercial radio and mm -hmm. or you had to have a deal with a major record label slash promotion producer type stuff. Right. And in the 80s, bands had it maybe a little bit easier because they could have that one hit wonder that got picked up to put in a song or in a movie. You know, mm -hmm. they had their song put in a movie, so that helped out. And then they got put on the soundtrack and then they were unable to recreate the magic and then kind of died down. 90s, kind of the same thing. There's so many 90s movies where you're like, that had a good soundtrack. And then you're like, I don't know who that band is anymore. <laughs> and then you look at the 2000s, right? The 2000, early 90s, the 90s, 2000s, you had MTV, right? MTV kind of started in the 80s, but then it picked up in the 90s and made it so more bands could get out there. Yeah, the, the 2000s, you start having the, the Napster days and mm -hmm. the MySpace days. Yep. I mean, think back to how many MySpace artists broke because of their MySpace pages. Even Colby Calais was discovered on MySpace. Also, uh, can we take a moment of silence for all the computers that broke because they uh, got viruses from Napster and LimeWire? <laughs> <laughs> Pour one out. <laughs> well, and then you mentioned this before, too, is like, you know, you didn't know what you were downloading. Sure, it said, you know, you were getting... Yeah, it's Papa Roach's new album. <gasps> or a Trojan virus. Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> What is Take this my chances. cat screaming about? <laughs> <laughs> and but, but since that time, the not only has the distribution gotten easier, so now literally we could make a song and upload it and have it for sale on digital retailers in a matter of hours or days if we wanted to turn around. Don't worry, we're not going to do that to you. Um, we'll spare your ears. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so that, that makes the process easier because you don't have to have... I mean, to get a lot of get it in front of people, those things still help. But just to be able to get it out there and allow people to hear it and buy it is a piece of cake. And the home recording equipment for a few hundred dollars, you can get equipment that you can make a quality sound recording of music. You go up into thousands of dollars and you can you can rival that approach. Now, again, a professional recording studio can do some magic that you can't do at home. But if you're just trying to record a song, you can do it at home with your own stuff now. Mm -hmm. In the 70s, trying to record things on a boombox, that was not radio-ready recording. <laughs> Though bands did do it, and they did get some deals that way. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you look at, you know, the 2000s, like you said, 
MySpace, if you had a decent, and I, you know, for 2000s, decent recording software, there were so many people that recorded their own songs and put them on MySpace. Mm-hmm. You know, Taylor Swift did that. Like you said, Kobe Calais did that. And then they kind of transitioned to YouTube, which we know that's kind of where Bieber got his start. That's where um, actually a lot of people got their start was on YouTube. But then we also know the downfall of it. I do look at, you know, Rebecca Black and her song Friday. We did make fun of it when it came out in radio. I look back and I'm like, eh, maybe we shouldn't have made fun of it too much. But that was one of the ones where she recorded that song. It got crazy. She got kind of a record deal, but she just couldn't recreate that magic. And also she got a lot of hate for that song, which, you know, people are jerks. But it's that thing is like now people had YouTube. But now... It's evolved even more because at that brief moment you had Vine, which is eight seconds where somebody could record something real quick, right? Just six. Whatever. <laughs> Vine, I, Vine <laughs> I miss it, but at the same time I don't. But now you have TikTok, which people are going crazy with it because you can record. I think they upped it now to what, a minute? I think with certain there. accounts, if you do the certain thing, usually it's about 15 seconds, but there's ways you can do it up to a minute in certain right. videos and stuff like that. But So now you have people who are, you know, recording their own things and they're putting out albums now and they're getting small little deals. And not only that, you also have big name bands that are kind of using it to their advantage, right? It's a marketing thing where they're put out a snippet of the song. People go, what is the song in this thing? And they'll Google it. Mm hmm. And there it is. I mean, I had the, the the record side of me when I first started hearing about TikTok and seeing, I'm like, how are these people not getting sued? And how are record labels not just losing their minds over this? Because all this intellectual property is getting thrown and used because a lot of TikTok users are under some pretty false assumptions about what fair use and copyright actually means. They have yeah. pretty, pretty loose descriptions on them to some of the users on there. But the bands and the labels that are taking it to heart and are like, hey, you know what, if we can get a whole army of people that really like part of one of our songs, we'll probably sell some more music and become a household name. Mm-hmm. And some, I, I look at Andy Grammer. He's one of our favorites. His TikTok channel is super fun to follow. He's kind of the behind the scenes for it, and he plays stuff with his music, and he re, re, uh, reshares things that people have done to his music. There's a, a remix somebody made of a, a 70s funk song with Honey, I'm Good, and it, it's one of those mashups that is just phenomenal. And he looks like he's more excited than when he actually wrote his song. Like, <laughs> but back, I, I'm, I'm way off track already. But you get back to these points, and you can have a song that's a snippet of a song that gets played on there and then suddenly it becomes a TikTok viral sensation. So there's, you know, 10, 20 million views of this clip that has 15 seconds of a song. And those songs are generally earworms and people want to hear more of them. They're also, you got the people who are just fantastic, like you said, at remixing songs. So, you know, there's a Bruno Mars song that's going around on, on TikTok because a lot of people are using it for like different things to like reveal their eyes and everything like that. But you Google the actual song, it doesn't sound anything like it because this one person just took it and remixed it. But I'm sure that still helped Bruno Mars. Like all of a sudden he's like, this song's like six years old and all of a sudden he's getting dings on. He's like, OK, you know, I'll mm-hmm. allow it. Then you have people like. Well, so this is a one example that came up recently, and this kind of like what sparked in my head for the topic was Paramore. You have a song, Misery Business, right? And it sounds eerily like a song that was becoming very popular 
on TikTok and people were starting to notice it. And I'm talking about the Good For You song by Olivia Rodrigo. It's gotten to the point where like, she was like, yeah, you know, I did use, it influenced me a little bit. So she gave writing credits to Haley Williams and the other dude for Paramore. So Haley Williams just got paid some money for a song that's, how old is Misery Business? Like 10, 15 10, years 15 at years? least. Ugh, God, that's not, okay, that's not, oh, that hurts my heart. Um, <laughs> but they're getting paid on that. And she's also giving out writing credits to Taylor Swift as well as a couple other ones. So like she. The song blew up on TikTok and, you know, it's become she's become famous with other songs now. But it's like now she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give him writing credits and everything like that. And it's like, OK, I mean, she's had to shell out millions of dollars for those writing credits. But still, mm-hmm. and there's, there's people getting paid. I was looking at an article from Business Insider and uh, industry. People are starting to pay attention to TikTok because songs that end up trending on TikTok uh generally end up charting in the Billboard Top 100 or the Spotify Viral 50 songs mm-hmm. of getting played because they said that uh, almost 70% of TikTok users are likely to seek out the songs they hear in videos on their streaming services, on their Pandoras, on their Spotify's, on their YouTubes, on their Amazons, on their iMusic or Apple Music, whatever it's called now. So they get in front of it and they'll go find those other places, which then are then trackable spins and plays that people can make money off of. And there's been some promo deals where TikTok creators have been paid thousands just to promote a an artist track in their song, but not by promoting it, just use an artist track in their song, hence mm-hmm. promoting it. And it's it's a whole different revenue stream. It's weird. <laughs> you remember back in the day when Metallica sued Napster because, <laughs> because mm-hmm. of the music, and now it's just like record industries are embracing it. They're embracing the viral hits of it you know you got a 15 and i've i've googled songs from tiktok because i'm like this is kind of catchy i listen to it it's like all right and i've downloaded a couple of them so i know it, it's how i feel young I, I keep keep you know try and stay abreast of some of the music <laughs> that's still coming out days so you find songs like that's kind of cool you go you, you can't say that's how i stay young by staying abreast to the music you can't use that term and stay young at the same <laughs> shut time. up sonny i'll say it the words how i want to say them <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so you, I, I mean, I've, I've spent you know twenty, thirty bucks on songs that I heard on TikTok that I went and find and go buy and download somewhere for them because it's you look them up there. And I'm also intrigued that some of the songs that get really popular end up being like throwaway tracks from albums that came out five and ten years ago that somehow got resurfaced because of that one catchy uh, line or one chorus that people jump on board with. Right, when well, that's happened to me too, where I'm sitting, I'm like, this is a catchy tune, and I, I'm like, this is new, and I Google, I'm like, wait, 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 this came out when? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember this song at all, and what's also funny too is there's also parts where you're like, oh, this is catchy, and you listen to the rest of the song, and you're like, this is trash. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's just keep that one hook, and then there's also the thing, and this is my favorite part, is when a song gets used, and people aren't listening to the lyrics, <laughs> Or what's going on. So you have like this suburban mom using this song which for like a wholesome TikTok. And you're just like, that's like one of them was the, an Eminem song that started trending. And it's like, I don't think these words mean what you think they mean. No, it's just it's so funny because like just watching them use that. And then, you know, you have, the, of course, the WAP people. So there's some people that remix that and then some wholesome people started using it mm-hmm. and then there's just other songs too where you're like this is catchy and then you listen to your lyrics you're like oh no that's 
Hmm. Nope. Those are the okay. songs that when they get popular, you can tell everyone that works for Kids Bop is just beating their head against a wall like, <laughs> oh, my God. How are we going to fix this into our album? <laughs> um, I, I was looking at another article about how music has changed. Again, not better or worse, just changed. Uh, but from Musical.ly, or Music Ally, I don't know how they want to say it, but uh, songs are actually sure overall back in 2000. An average song in the music industry was four minutes and 22 seconds, and that shrunk down to three minutes and 42 seconds. I grew up listening to pop punk and punk rock, so that seems pretty long to me, but we're talking overall average. Here's the thing is like we grew up with the generation of like Metallica songs where they're 14 minutes long and then the pop punk where they're two minutes long. So it's like, (laughs) yeah, Uh, hip hop now accounts for 60 percent of the top 10 in the 2020 charts. Well, in 2000s, it was pretty much split evenly between pop, rock and Mm -hmm. R&B. What else they have? It was pretty interesting. They didn't go too far into it, but it's it's just little little things like that of how the music itself is changing and attention spans are getting shorter. So there's there's a far smaller audience for full albums and rock operas and all these kind of things that go together that used to be the staple of what musicians wanted to do. Well, it's it's funny you mentioned that too because I mean, how many times did we buy an album? And yes, we, again, we grew up on the pop punk, the you know the emo music, but the albums still were like forty minutes long, right? Mm-hmm. Forty forty five minutes long. I don't the I don't remember the, like the last album I bought. You're just like, wait, it's already done. <laughs> and it's also the same thing too. Is I don't know if you've noticed, but like a lot of bands aren't putting out full albums. They're putting out just like EPs with like five songs on them, mm-hmm. or they're just releasing single after single after single and not an album because why bother? Why why exactly. go through all the process of an album when you can just put out a song and then put another song out in a month or two and another song in a month or two after that? Just it's, it's so annoying to me because I hate having all these different singles. I want just the full album with the songs on there. The part that bothers me, <laughs> get on my old man right here, is you that, but you end up buying you know, three or four of those different singles and then they finally end up putting an album like two years later and then they have all those on. They're like, hey, I already bought all these, you schmuck. <laughs> the one thing I will say, and not, I know you're not an Apple fanboy, but the one thing I will say about Apple Music or iTunes, whatever it's called now, is if you buy those singles and then it comes out on an album, they discount the album for you. <laughs> so If they're labeled the same, because Amazon does that as well. But if you buy the single version of... Uh, lose somebody on One Republic's new album and then you buy the album, the album version is technically a different track so you don't get the discount on that one because you bought the single version. Yeah, they which, do that. They get that money. I know. It sucks. <laughs> but, but I mean, there's... I, a, yeah, it's, it, for the music nerd me, it's also the same thing with, with bands that do put out the singles and the album. It's rough because I think the Chainsmokers is one of the ones that they, they put out like seven or eight EPs over the span of two years and there were two or three of the same tracks on, it seems like, almost all of them. Mm-hmm. Or the special edition tracks. I think Taylor Swift did it last time where there was the album that came out, but then the Target edition had four extra songs, but then the Walmart edition had two other songs, but then the Best Buy edition had two other songs. And the and problem is, is you're sitting there, you know, watching TikTok, that song comes up, you're like, this is really cool. You Google it, you're like, oh, cool, I'm going to buy it. And you're like, well, it's not here. I have mm-hmm. to go to Best Buy and get the physical edition of it? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's the thing too. It also annoys me is that with the TikTok, is there's some songs on there where I'm like, this is really good. And I Google it and I find out the song and I go to iTunes or Amazon and it's not available because it's only available, you know, in Russia. Little Big is one of those bands where some of the songs they've released is only in Russia. And I'm like, 
and I'm sure it'll get here eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it works. But I'm like, <laughs> I want this song now. And then there's some stupid songs where you're just like, this is a really, really stupid song. One is the new Justin Bieber song, Stay. But you listen to it over and over. You're watching TikToks and it's just constantly in there. And you're like, start singing it. You're like, okay, this song isn't that bad. And it just kind of wears You remember anything. we worked at a, at a hot AC radio station for years, say, right? We, there's plenty <laughs> of tracks that are earworms to me that... 20 year old me would have punched me in the face for listening to but after you hear it 80 or 90 times you're like oh, it's kind of catchy yeah i got that's this. what i was just gonna say is like <laughs> you know it goes back to the radio days where we're like we hear this single we're like really and then after like you know the umpteenth time playing it we're like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was a survival tactic <laughs> i don't know maybe, maybe stockholm syndrome maybe <laughs> could be a little know. bit of that <laughs> But it, it, it's it's interesting to see how it works, too, because, I mean, there's some songs where I'm like, this is a catchy song, but how did this become popular? And then you see that people are just using it. And uh, also on the good side, it is, I feel like, opening more people to different genres or, you know, different types of music. Because there is some Japanese songs that have started trending. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back to the anime thing, early 90s, we didn't have availability to that, you know, so readily. And now it's like... Okay, cool. And then they can go to YouTube and if they have, you know, that monetize, it helps out the band. I think one of the the tough parts right now, we've mentioned a few of them, is the fact that good music versus popular music have completely overlapped and there's not really a difference anymore when it comes to making money for it. Oh, look at this. This song, it's got three and a half million YouTube views this month. Well, just because that people are watching the video doesn't mean the song's actually good. (laughs) Well, that's or with cool. TikTok, I mean, oh, it's got 35 billion retalks or whatever. Yeah, because there's a line in the song that talked about throwing a plant at somebody, and they all did that. They didn't care about the song. It just happened to be the lyrics for it. Like, it's well, you, blurring you those too. lines. We've we've come victim to this. Well, we've fallen victim to this. We've I don't know where we, we've watched a video, and we're like, this is a really cool video. And then we download the song, and it doesn't have the same appeal like yeah you're listening to it and you're like okay but like when you're watching the video to go with the song it's like cool but when you're just listening to the song you're like it It loses a little bit of something yeah yeah so i mean there's there's a downfall to that i guess and that you know that i guess that happened in the 90s and the early 2000s we were watching music videos on mtv and vh1 before they switched their programming change which is a whole nother topic but Mm -hmm. i think a lot (laughs) of people too also get the my musical ADD, I'm the person, we've talked about this before, that you did in the car, and I could change the song 17 times before I get out of my neighborhood, and I'll feel like I've listened to 17 songs, and it mm-hmm. drives other people in the car nuts. Mm-hmm. But so the short attention span of having these songs where hooks have to come up quick, and if you're going to build up to something, you've got to build up to something in like 15 seconds or less. Part of me really enjoys that, and the music purist in me, and would probably hate me for saying that, but it's kind of fun because then you can know like with the TikTok hits, you know, you're going to like it. You've got 15 seconds of if I'm going to like this or not going to like this. Eh, okay, good. Yeah, it's good or bad. You make that decision right then and there. But so much Sometimes good music the in the past, you literally like, I look at a lot of like classic rock albums. Some of those songs, you almost have to grow to like. The first time you hear it, you're like, oh, it's no big deal. But after the fourth time through where you go through the album and hear it in conjunction with what becomes before and after and the ties together, then it becomes this weird masterpiece in your brain and, you, and it can never go anywhere. But that, that doesn't work with the way modern music is distributed. <laughs> well, I think that's funny too that you mentioned that because that's exactly, I mean, you, classic rock was basically song after song that kind of 
went into each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got an album and you listened to that album and just kept flipping that record over and over and over yep. till the record wore out and you bought a new one. <laughs> and then Greatest Hits came out and they kind of lost its magic that way, but you're like, I know all these songs because I know how they fit. And then the, you know, the 90s came up and it was just like, oh yeah, there's some good track. Here's a good, what is this song? That's a weird, okay, yeah, we're back to the good songs type mm-hmm. of thing. And now, like you said, it's just the, you got it's like the elevator pitch. You got 15 seconds to, to wow me song. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Nope. Don't like it. And then it's in the next video. You're like, okay, you got another 15 seconds. Nope. And then finally you're like, okay, maybe that is a good song. I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> what is reality? <laughs> it's, it's stuck in my head now. Does that mean it's good? <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. We'll go. Yeah. I think it's good. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, it's weird how, and I, I got to give them credit. I mean, it, you know, we're not, yeah, I mean, you and I are musicians, but not in that aspect. So I got to give them credit for using the system. You know, they're using what works. They're doing, and there's been people who started with like three followers, and now they're verified on TikTok and everything like that, and they're putting out albums, and they've got deals, and I'm like, good for you, because they kept going. They're like, okay, here's a raw edit of me. This is my original song, and they went through the criticism. They went through the trolls mm-hmm. to get that, and I think it's funny because musicians went from busking on a corner like Andy Grammer did to now busking on the internet and just being mm-hmm. like, here it is. <laughs> and I think it's far harder on the internet because you have that hatred. You have that toxicity of those trolls to put you down and you have to fight through that. And the, the incident feedback is rough because there's some of the greatest songs in history came out with people, you know, they finally get it recorded and bring it to a record exec and be like, this is garbage. No mm-hmm. one's ever going to play this song. This is terrible. And I mean, they have to, they, they build up because I mean, now people are open to this criticism from the first time they make a demo of a song. Hey, I got a song idea. You suck. How do you like, how do you keep going through that? Like, <laughs> I mean, that, and that's the thing is like a lot of people, a lot of people got to build up that, but then you also have a lot of people who are just like, oh, I'm going to make it big and they just keep throwing it out there. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it, it's weird because it's weird because it's like, it's. I can play devil's advocate for it, and I can also trash it at the same time. Be like, you go back to the old times. <laughs> Send in reels. The, the part that hurts me the most, I think I'll, I'll end with this point for it, is that music is so, like we mentioned before, the the difference of popular and being played a lot or used a lot and being really, really good have become just synonymous because nobody cares about the difference. But you can have these songs that are huge, quote-unquote, hits that most people have never heard of. Because they're huge hits for a particular audience. It's the TikTok crowd loves this song. Well, anyone that's not on TikTok has no idea what they're talking about. Oh, well, everybody that loves hip-hop loves this song. Well, everyone that doesn't love hip-hop's never heard of it before. Oh, this is the biggest country song in 20 years. Anyone that doesn't listen to those three country radio stations has no idea what you're talking about. Because everything's just so segmented that now to be a big hit, you don't, you're not a household name where everybody knows it. You could... I, I bet you could take the top 20 YouTube artists and have them knock on the front door of everybody in your neighborhood and less than a third of them would even be recognized most of the time. And that's where you came up with the, what, the no-hit wonders? Is that what we, mm-hmm. what, what, you, what you coined? Yeah, no-hit wonders. And in, in, in the most endearing of ways to say that, we have musician superstars that by technicality have never actually had a musical hit, but they have... Huge followings of pa- people and making money clout. and entertaining people. Clout. Lots of clout. clout. That's that's the internet's. That's what the internet's calling it, right? Clout. They got that clout. <laughs> and some of them make great music. Some of them, not so much. But it is what it is, right? 
Mm-hmm. And some of them, I mean, you know, you look back to the, you know, the William Hung days or anything like that, where it's like, I know I'm bad. Can, can we never refer to anything as the William Hung days? <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Where some people are like, yeah, I know I'm bad. Let's just go with it, and then they get the popularity that way. So yeah, if you have thick skin and you want to try it, go for it. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so let let us know. Go to at Geek Geekish on the social medias, any of them. And uh, tell us where you discover your new music. That's and what's my, your I, favorite I, like viral song at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Just let us know that because uh, I I'm always looking for new stuff, and <laughs> some of my avenues have dried up. <laughs> Make sure you get a, a breast over there, <laughs> Santa with your pantaloons. <laughs> I'm gonna float that one down for a while. <laughs> one hit wonders, no hit wonders. Hit us up on social at Geekish, and we will talk at you next week.